the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Or, yeah, really. All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Group, cavensgroup.com. Baylor, what is you doing? I, what is going on in Waco? What happened? Have you not learned? Did you not watch the Texas series? Did you not hear everything that happened a few weeks ago? Wow. Uh, I am truly stunned. And look, I am not rooting for Baylor this weekend. By no stretch of the... I mean, I, I think you all know that. There's no way I'm rooting for Baylor this weekend. But at the same time, I watched that clip on Thursday night. And it was like, stop! What are you doing? What are you doing to yourself? Why are you saying this? What are you trying to do? What is your exit strategy here? If you don't know what I'm referencing, uh, Baylor has decided to trash talk OU the night before game one. And I just don't think it is a good idea. Uh, In case you missed it, you probably didn't, but here's what was said. Gives us a cool little leg up this time, you know. We're, again, like I said, we're 1-0, so I think they're the ones that are a little intimidated at this point. Oh, boy. Um... Is anyone like me in the sense that when other people do embarrassing and uncomfortable things, like you get uncomfortable even though you're not the one doing it because it's just so awkward and you just feel so like bad for them? I I, I don't know. I don't know. That's 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 how I feel right now about this. Every time I hear that, I'm more and more amazed at the fact that that was actually said in a uh, like media setting there. I mean, do your thing, Baylor. Uh, it's it's out there now, but I just I just really don't think it's going to work out in your favor. Uh, I just really don't, and I've got history behind that. I don't understand why. I know Baylor; they're the Bears, but why people continue to try to poke the bear to say that OU is intimidated? Like, really? That that's that's seriously your thought going into this? You you really don't believe that, right? To to really think that OU is intimidated by little old Baylor? Okay, I, I guess I guess we'll see. We'll find out, just like the Texas series. And Hey, sure, Baylor won the first game. OU's only lost this year. We know that, right? No doubt. Give credit to Baylor. But the thing is, that was two months ago. And OU is a much different team than they were two months ago. Is Baylor? Maybe. But at the same time, it may not matter all that much if they are a different team. Especially after they try to uh, spice things up a little bit for this weekend. Good luck. Baylor, uh, you're going to need it, and you're always going to get an inspired effort by OU, but even now, I just, I think this is something that's going to come back to haunt you. You don't trash talk a team like OU softball and come out on the other side looking good. I don't think that's going to happen. But the word this weekend is revenge, and it's not a taboo word with OU this week. In fact, Patty Gasso seemingly is welcoming, uh, welcoming the word revenge. OU is looking for that this weekend as the Sooners look to avenge its only loss of the year. and Can I just say again how refreshing Patty Gasso is? Not because she's won all the titles, she's the GOAT, she goes about it the right way, I mean, all of those reasons. Like, I mean refreshing in the sense that she'll tell you exactly what she thinks. Like, there's no coach speak. We've talked about this several times before. Like, of course this team wants to avenge its only loss of the year. Of course they do. Any person with a competitive bone in their body would want to avenge their only loss of the season. But still, there's still some coaches out there that might say, no, I mean, 
We don't want to dwell on the past. This is a new game. That was two months ago. That game has no bearing on this weekend. You know the coach speak. You know, we just want to play our game. Yada, 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 whatever. Like, you you guys know what I'm talking about here. Not Patty Casso. Like, we never have to wonder what she's thinking or how her team feels in the moment. She'll tell us. She'll be straight up honest. She'll tell us exactly how she and her team feels. And as someone who's both a fan and hosts an OU softball podcast, I love it. And as a fan, I'm going to guess that you probably do too. So yeah, like OU has revenge on their minds going to Waco this weekend. And here's what Patty Gasso said about it. Uh, Plank, we like the word revenge. Okay. <laughs> we take pride in um, our play. And if somebody beats us, we kind of tip our hat. We go back to the drawing board. And we learn, and we find ways to get better. We definitely have done that. And to this team, it's like full circle. Okay, you saw us the second weekend, uh, and we didn't. We didn't. I mean, you guys played well. You flat out beat us. No excuses. But they're very anxious to come back, kind of full circle, and say, okay, now this is April, and this is who we are. And I think it's hard to beat us twice. And our team takes a lot of pride in the fact that you may beat us once, but it's really hard for you to beat us twice. I think they really feel that in, in a sense. And so there's nothing I have to do in motivating this weekend. <laughs> I'm really excited about um, our approach and what we're going to bring. So let's see it from this team this weekend. I mean, I have a good feeling that OU's going to go down to Waco and play really good softball again, after, especially after the trash talk that happened. And if they do, that, to me, like if OU goes down there, they play their game, that probably means a three-game sweep. I don't think it's just going to be as easy as show up and Baylor's going to lay down, even though OU's got all the pressure on them, apparently. It, it, it'll be a challenging series. But if OU plays well, I think we're talking about a three-game sweep. I view this weekend as somewhat of a unique test to really flex your muscles. Like, I think OU can really make a statement here, and it goes back to what Patty just said. You may be able to beat this team once, but good luck trying to beat this team twice. Like, they take losing personally, and to me, that's kind of how winners respond. So it's a unique challenge in just that. They dealt you your first loss of the year. Come back and show that, yeah, that was early on in the season. That was two months ago. That was a little bit of a fluke. We weren't the team. We aren't the same team that played in, in Waco a couple of months ago. That's a unique challenge for this team. And when this team has been presented with unique challenges this year or just challenges, playing a really good team, going on the road, like whatever they, that might be, it, they've seemingly like aced all those challenges so far. And I just don't think that this weekend is going to be any different. Uh, top 25 finalists for National Player of the Year were named this week, and get this. 20% of the names currently wear an OU uniform. Just in case you can't do math on the fly, that means five Sooners were named finalists. Five out of the 25 weren't an OU uniform this weekend, including OU's starting rotation, by the way, which bodes pretty well from a hot take last week that this could be the best pitching staff ever in the sport of college softball. Your entire starting rotation, T.R.A. Jennings and Jada Coleman were named, along with Jordy Ball, Nicole May, and Alex Duraco. I mean, it's just incredible. Five of the top 25, or five of the 25. And I could honestly still argue that that's not enough. I could argue Haley Lee. I could argue Alyssa Brito, Kinsey Hansen. I could argue that all three of those are snubs. 
could I see a scenario where the committee said, okay, we can't put every OU player in, so let's just put five. Let's just make 20% of the list OU players instead of 10 of the 25. Yeah. In fact, yes, I can envision that. Throw Grace Lyons in there, too, as someone who is potentially a snub. But regardless, like, the dominance of OU softball was well represented on the list. 5, 10, 15, all 25, you know, whatever. Like, the dominance of OU softball was well represented. And I still think Jada Coleman is your eventual winner of this award, by the way. And if it's not, if I'm wrong, if it's not Jada Coleman, guess what? It's probably going to be Nicole May or Alex Straco. I feel confident as Sooner is winning this award, uh, award one way or the other. And it should happen. They're the best team with the best players, and that's shown up uh, up to this point. I think it's going to show up again this weekend. Hey, our interview this week is our favorite player. How about that for a nice little surprise? Our first current player interview of the season. Let's get to Riley Boone. All right, really fun interview this week. Outfielder Riley Boone for your Oklahoma Sooners joins us. Um, well, how was the the weekend in Ohio? A- another good weekend for the team. Seemed like offensively it was a good weekend, uh, defensively and in the circle. Just kind of what were your overall thoughts from the two wins on Saturday? Um, I thought the two wins from Saturday was a really good weekend. I know it was only just two games, but just pressing that reset button, I felt like our team um, just like did the basics and we started – we started pressing the reset button just uh, from the past, and so I thought it was a really good weekend. You know, uh, this weekend was very similar to past weekends in that you go out to the state of Ohio and there's crazy crowds everywhere. And, and Riley, you've seen that all year long, whether you go to California or Starkville or Baton Rouge or in the Midwest, and there's just so many people there to see this team. Like, what, what is that like, though? Because normally when you go on the road, you're thinking, all right, we're going to face a hostile environment. And you have seen that this year, including in Baton Rouge last week. But it feels like when this team goes out on the road, there's massive crowds that are cheering for you. So so how, how unique is that? Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think, um, like you spoke before, uh, going to LSU was – the first time in my career that I've felt that um, environment before. And it was really awesome to play in that, but traveling to different States um, and just bringing that different crowd, I think is pretty awesome. It's like the sooner nation is everywhere, everywhere we go, the fans are there, the support is there. So I think it's pretty legit. Um, but you've been able to go to so many places, uh, being with this program, Hawaii last year, obviously the West coast several times. What, what's been your favorite, uh, road trip that, that you've taken, uh, at OU? Um, <laughs> I think Mexico. Oh yeah. This year, this year, this year. No, no, just your whole career. Oh. Anytime during, okay. your, during your career. Yes. I think Mexico was by far one of my favorites it was so different of um just like getting to the field we walked to the field and i think it was pretty awesome of just like the scenery and playing in that environment the weather it was hot but i think that was probably hands down one of my favorite trips yeah what about since we're on the uh, topic of favorites here what about favorite home games that you've played at OU? I, I know it's been a couple of weeks, but that Saturday game against Texas where, you know, you get the leadoff hit in the right field, Jada ends up tying. It is one of, like, my favorite games that I've seen at OU. 
Where does that rank for you, though, in your career at, at games at Marina Hines Field? I think that's top five. Those type of games are the fate, like the best games to play in and just to get to experience that. So I think the one from what you just said is probably top five. It was super fun to play in. And it's just competitive back and forth from both sides of the team. Yeah, you got it going in the seventh inning. Got on with the base hit and uh, set it up to where Jada could tie it. And then I guess he could walk it off in the end. But Jada is having just such an incredible year. And I don't – I mean, that's not – that's not surprising to anyone, but mm-hmm. I, I will contend she's the front runner for national player of the year. Like what, what does Jada do on a daily basis that really impresses you just kind of overall, what's it like to essentially be playing beside her uh, game in and game out? I think she just keeps it simple. She doesn't overthink the game. She doesn't get so locked into the game. She doesn't take the game home. Um, she's at the field. She gives 110%. And when she leaves, it's done. She doesn't bring it home to her. Um, I love playing beside her. I think she keeps it fun. A lot of people will try to press during those situations. And, you know, with the, all the media, I'm sure just like trying to get at her, but I think that she just keeps it simple. She puts the blinders on and she just focuses on her purpose and what she needs to do on the field. Yeah, I mean, to that point, I don't know if I've ever seen, like watching a game on TV, they pan to Riley Boone or they pan to Jada Coleman. I haven't seen you two without a smile on your face. I mean, it's just yeah. kind of how you two go about things, essentially. Always yeah. in like the best of moods, which is really cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're having a really good year, too, Riley. I mean, you really have been, both at the play, defensively. I love those back-to-back plays that you made the Friday night of the Texas game. I know that got everyone hyped, but where do you think that you're a lot better fit from than maybe last year? Where do you think that you've made the biggest improvements from last year to this year? I think offensively I have. I know that last year um, I did more small ball, and I know that I feel like offensively has improved. I feel like defensively of being in left field is a different scenery for me um regard like I know that I'm an outfielder but being on that side of the field is different but yeah I think all around I think I've improved of becoming a um regular starter so yeah yeah do you take pride in the role that you have like you know playing left field like you said and you're just you're you're that second leadoff hitter that everyone always mm-hmm. says that. Riley's that second leadoff hitter. She gets on first base, then chaos can happen with her speed. So do you take pride in that role that you have game in and game out? And what do you enjoy most about it? Yeah, I do take pride in it. Um, I know that of being like a uh, nine hole, it's probably not as talked about that much, but I take pride in being in the nine hole. I don't think it matters where you are in the lineup, but um, I like um, – I like being in the nine because I get to see all my teammates just go crazy in the beginning. And, um, yeah, I just enjoy, like, being that spark player and not being too high and not being too low, just keeping it neutral. You know, you're you're on a nice win streak right now. Things are seemingly going well. But I, I know Patty Gasso is – you know, keeping this team grounded, uh, even though things are going well. Like, what, what, what is what's what's Patty telling the team right now uh, amidst this win streak? 
I think we're, you know, you're hitting your home stretch, you know, towards the end of the season and about to start postseason. So she's mainly just telling us just keep it simple. Don't get caught up in um, wins and losses. Just get caught up in the progress and taking steps forward. Don't don't start um, looking at media. Don't start getting caught up in that. We haven't been caught up in it. Just keep the blinders on focus on the mission and just every single game don't take for granted. You know, we don't get these, get these days back. And so um, the main message is just keeping it simple and don't get caught up in the outside world. Focus of what we got going on right now. So I have two listener questions for you. First is from Jessica in Columbus, Ohio, who actually made the drive to see the team play this past weekend. Jessica wants to know, Jessica's got two questions. Right. Who is the better hitter, Riley or her brother? <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're Trevor. Probably my brother. He just uh, he played and um, for he was playing over the weekend. I was listening to him on the bus on the way to the game. Um, he yeah, I think he's the better hitter by far. Okay. He's got okay. got it going on. Uh, Jessica always wants, or also wants to know, her and Jada always seem to be leading the dugout chance. Which one is her favorite? <laughs> I think my favorite is, it's actually one that Nicole May does. She really? about Yeah, it's, Nicole is the underdog in our dugout. Not a <laughs> lot of people hear it, but she, her and Grace Green are hands down the best chant make out like we'll make it up on the fly but yeah i think the we do <laughs> we do one that's like y-e-l-l everybody uh go jada yeah <laughs> super simple but i think it's one of my favorites yeah uh last one is brenda she's a listener in california first she has a message for you i love watching your passion for the game riley thanks for representing the sports i love so well much love and Brenda's question is, as an athlete, as an athlete, what's a short-term goal you've achieved coming into OU? And what's something you hope to achieve at the end of your collegiate career softball-wise? For a short-term goal, I think getting through the goal that I had was to get through um, preseason. I think that's one of the hardest parts in yeah. softball. You're ramping up, and I think getting through that. At the end of my career, I hope to achieve that. When I do leave this program, I hope that I'm able to achieve uh, my character that I leave, that people don't, when they think of me, they don't think of my play. They just think of the type of teammate I was, the character that I was on the field, and that I was a consistent teammate overall. I think you've done a marvelous job of that. Riley, thank you so much for your time and best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you. Good stuff from Riley. Appreciate her hopping on and appreciate the uh, listener questions. Uh, A little bit of a tease for next week. Oh, yeah. Shay Knighton's coming on. Well, she's already come on. I've already taped the interview, but Shay Knighton was awesome. You're going to want to check that one out coming out next week. I want to tell you about our uh, title sponsor, Cavens Group, cavensgroup.com. If you have an emergency repair, and I always say it, I hope you don't have an emergency repair, cavensgroup.com. They service all of Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kansas, uh, North Texas, so I know we got a lot of listeners out of state. 
If you've got a situation going on at home or your office building, cavensgroup.com, Gary and the team, they've been around Norman forever. Forever. They are uh, Norman born and bred, really. And uh, they love the Sooners, they love OU softball, and they are here to help you as well. Everyone in Norman really trusts them with big projects. Big projects, small projects, they can do it all. So uh, I trust Cavens. Everyone in Norman's trust Ca- uh, Everyone in Norman trusts Cavens. You should trust Cavens as well. Again, that's cavensgroup.com. All right, OU Baylor preview. Baylor is 34-10. and 10. Uh, Of course, their big win this year was against OU on February 19th, over two months ago. And, you know, honestly, maybe that was the best thing that's happened to OU this year is suffering that loss and then going out to the Mary Nutter and play the way that they did in California and then everything they've done since then. But it does feel like Baylor has played its best softball against the best teams it's played. And there's something to be said about that. I mean, obviously OU, but they also had a two-game sweep over a really good Tennessee team in Knoxville. They did get swept at OSU around a month ago, but they have three high-level wins. Like, if you want to... Look at anybody in the country, like when their three best wins, Baylor's going to be a tough team to beat. Um, beating OU and two wins against a really good Tennessee team. I, d- does anyone have three better wins than that, especially with the OU win? That's, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. But, yeah, they got swept at OSU, um, but beat, beat Baylor, beat Tennessee. little confusing there, I guess, a little bit, but they have those wins. They've also lost a game to Tech and KU. Um, so, you know, they haven't exactly been dominant all the way throughout 34 and 10, but they're a good softball team and a crazy crowd will be in Waco this weekend. I think it sold out like a week ago. Uh, wouldn't be shocked if a couple of these games are the best attendance that Baylor's ever had. And you know what? That's fine. Uh, for OU side, Patty wants more road crowds that are hostile and I've got good news for her. It will be hostile this weekend. No doubt about it. Will there be OU fans in attendance? Yeah, of course. But will the majority of the fans be rooting against OU? I would think so. I would think so. And let's see what type of pitching strategy uh, Baylor takes this weekend. Didn't see a ton of the old changing pitchers every inning last weekend. We'll see uh, how Baylor handles it. But my prediction is, like, I I think OU's going to bring the pain. I think they're going to sweep this series. And I think two of those wins are going to be in run rule fashion, including on Friday night, game one. Uh, The tensions will be pretty high, you know. Baylor obviously feels pretty confident about things. I think OU feels very confident about the way that they're playing. Uh, But I think you're going to see an OU team show up down to Waco and play really, really well. So give give me OU in a uh, sweep in uh, what should be a fun weekend series. OSU and Texas should also be a fun weekend series. Give me Oklahoma State two out of three in that one. Still think OSU's pretty good, though. They can't beat Wichita State. Maybe Texas should just wear Wichita State uniforms for this weekend series. Huh? Anyone else? What, anyone else? What, what, what do you think about that? Pretty good idea? Might be the best idea Texas could come up with. Give me OSU to win that uh, weekend series two out of three, which would really set us up with Bedlam at the end of the year is going to decide the Big 12 regular season title. I think that's the way that it's been trending for a while, and I think OSU will have a, a nice weekend against Texas. They won't win them all. They won't sweep UT. Uh, Texas will get one game, but OSU will win that series uh, two to three and stay in the top three most likely with next week's poll, which, by the way, Sooners still the unanimous number one team in all the softball polls that I have seen this week. Big weekend coming up. Revenge is the key word. Patty Gasso isn't scared of it. You shouldn't be either. Doesn't sound like this OU team is scared of it either. Revenge, 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 and we'll see if the Sooners can come away with that this weekend. 
All right, enjoy the weekend of softball. Enjoy the spring game if you're coming up to Norman this weekend. We'll talk to you on Sunday afternoon right after the Game 3 finale between the Sooners and Bears. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. It's the Diamond MV Podcast.